Welcome to Stream Detroit. And we're here with Snapture. This is the uh, finished phase one product. Yeah. So basically, so Snapture is a, is a mobile app that lets you tap the people you trust for instant feedback on the things you want to buy. You're able to instantly connect with your friends and family, your mm -hmm. existing connections, and instant, instantly get their feedback. You go ahead and open up the app mm -hmm. and you go to the camera feature. Okay. And you know, so you take this cup. Yeah, absolutely. Or let's take a look at your shoes. Okay. So you, you, you take a picture of the shoe or the item in question. Okay. You go ahead and, and take a snapshot. And then in order to share it, mm -hmm. you just add a little caption. Okay. So I can say, what about these? Okay. And a question mark. Yep. And then uh, pick who I want to send it to. So I'm going to send it to Mike. And then you set a timer for how quickly mm -hmm. you need a response. What about Sean? Uh, let's send it to Sean as well. Perfect. And let's send it to Marlo as well. Then you set a timer and it's 5, 10, 15, 30 or 60 minutes because sometimes you might be in a store for only five minutes and you okay. need a quick response. Other times you might, you know, be walking around the mall for a little bit longer. So it's not that uh, gotcha. urgent. So let's say five minutes, I go ahead and send it out. All right, now you. Oh, I got it already. There you go. Yeah. You're going to get a notification. I got a, I got a push notification from mm -hmm. Snapshare. And I got a text. There you go. So, so cool. open up the text. Okay. And you'll see that there's a link. Yep. And you'll be able to pop open that link and, and get directly to the vote screen. And it lets you vote, love it, or meh. Meh. And you see the timer still running. So yep. you get to vote and you get to leave a, leave a, a comment. Who would wear those shoes? <laughs> And you know, Sean and Marlo are, are doing the same thing. So all your friends, they'll instantly get a text message um, okay. that says, "Hey, you know, Syed needs your feedback," and then they're able to respond right then and there. And so I just got uh, a vote from Mike. Okay. If I go ahead and, and hit view on that, and Marlo voted, and Sean yep. voted as well. Look at that. And there we go. Three. I sent it to three people. Three people responded. Uh, so it's a hundred percent response rate. Um, two people said yes, and one people said no. Uh, Sean said, what did you say, Sean? Noise. 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 All right. <laughs> Marlo says, so fabulous. And Mike said, who would do that? So this information right here that I was able to get instantly is absolutely critical for me to be able to make that shopping decision. Each person that you send it out to, they vote independently, and you're the only one that gets to see those results. This is in the App Store now, right? Yeah. You managed to, you managed to shoehorn this into the App Store. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it probably only took like five minutes, right? That went really, absolutely. really smoothly. Oh, yeah. Nothing yeah. went wrong, no rejections. <laughs> it was a piece of cake, right? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, like, I think those are the growing pains of being a startup and being uh, a company that's working on a product like this right. that's getting out there potentially, you know, hopefully, as we hope, in the hands of millions of people. You're going to have mm. some obstacles around, you know, along the way. And like for us, one of them was just making sure that it was, um, you know, exactly the way that, for example, Apple wanted it to be before mm -hmm. they allowed us to, to post it um, in the App Store. But the funny thing about it is, you know, we were like, patiently waiting for them to give us that approval and just the other day Apple decided to do a complete redesign of their iTunes Connect interface. This is like the, the, the program that developers use to upload and manage their apps. Mm -hmm. So um, they completely redesigned it. So along with any redesign usually comes a lot of bugs and that pushed us back another few days. But you know we, uh, we've kind of come to expect right. these sort of things. Right. And, just be, be take patient. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. guess you have to, yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, we're we're pleased we're there now. So yeah, that's all you can get it now. You can go to you can go to iTunes. You can go to the App Store and get it. Or you can just straight go to uh, Snapshot.co and, okay. and download it straight from there. From there. Yeah. yeah. How'd you guys come up with this? Well, the idea itself actually originated from like the real life scenario of being out in a fitting room trying something on and not being sure if I want to get it. I remember I was trying on a shirt and I just wasn't sure if it was right for me and not really having anyone around with me at the moment to get advice from, I just put it back on the shelf and, and walked away. As um, important and integrated as, as technology is in our everyday lives, there has to be a way for me, for us to leverage technology to you know, reach out to the people that we trust, to get feedback so that we're not in those situations. How does that turn into, I think I'm gonna start a company. Yeah, I mean, but, there's the need, right? Sure. So that works out. How do you? What do you? What do you start with? I mean, did you draw it out on a piece of paper? Did you? What did you where, how's that happen? Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I remember. So that day, um, I was with my younger brother and sister, and we were in Ann Arbor, and I basically uh, took them to the Diag on uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan's campus, mm-hmm. and I told them about this idea. I said, "What if you know we were able to create a product that solved this problem?" And that just got like. The juice is going right, okay. and I uh, got my creativity kind of flowing. But the thing is, like, I wasn't and that and I, on the diag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I hear. Um, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I come from a background. I mean, I have a business degree, but then I got into education. I was essentially a teacher, um, so I really didn't know how to start. What I did was just like do the research. I found myself in the libraries, you know, spending a lot of time just reading up on how to write a business plan, how to take a business idea from you know, the very start to a valid, you know, product, or at least building towards that. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the one like moment where it kind of turned into something real was um, a little bit less than a year ago at Startup Weekend. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was where I met Marlo. And mm-hmm. so basically, Startup Weekend is a weekend hackathon event where uh, people with business ideas, programmers, developers, designers, all kind of get together, mm-hmm. and if you have a business idea, you're able to get in front of the crowd and pitch your idea. And if people like it, you know they vote for it, and you create a team, and you try to get as much done in the span of a weekend to create, you know, a minimum viable product and start a company. And for me, that was like the like the big thing: putting the idea out there and seeing if it was something that other people liked. Just getting that feedback and trying to get some work done. And one of the first people that really kind of like bought into the idea was Marlo. I remember that like, you know, like it was yesterday Mm -hmm. um, after I got up and talked, you know, Marlo came over and said, you know, I'm interested, you know, um, tell me a little bit more about it. And just speaking to her one-on-one, it was, it was a great conversation. And I remember. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it was a really great experience for me. I just wanted to go to Startup Weekend experience being with entrepreneurs. Um, I had been working on a startup, but after listening to what Syed talked about, I just immediately said, forget what I'm working on. What he's pitching is something that's really, really compelling. And over the weekend, I really fell in love with it, thought it was a great, great idea. And, you know, ever since then, we've been working and building on creating something. I think that's pretty special. So you didn't know each other? Not at all. You guys both come to the Startup Hackfest. Yeah, how'd you Startup Weekend? Yeah, how'd you find out about Startup Weekend? 
Well, well, go ahead. You go first. I found out about it through Grand Circus. So one of the, like one of the first steps that I took in order to kind of like work on this idea was that I wanted to be around like-minded people. I wanted to be around people who were working on things and kind of in the startup ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing about what's happening in Detroit right now. Like the startup ecosystem is is thriving, and so I wanted to be around it. I just felt like that was you know what I needed to have like the resources to really see if this is a valid idea. So I contacted Grand Circus, got in touch with them, started working out of their space, and that was one of the events that they had on their calendar. It was like startup weekends coming up, and just digging into it, and, you know, I was like, hey, this could be that perfect opportunity for me to kind of publicly announce my idea and get that feedback. You know, more importantly, you know, than anything, and then also see if uh, I can meet some people who want to work on it. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I've been in the entrepreneurial ecosystem for for quite a while, having worked at TechTown for a while, for about five years actually. Mm-hmm. I was uh, a part of the Bizdom um, uh, Accelerator, and you know I've even done research around entrepreneurship. I started a couple of companies, mm-hmm. so you know I came at it like. You know, I've done a lot of things in the ecosystem, but I hadn't gone through Startup Weekend. And I certainly hadn't been uh, in a situation where I saw an idea that was just so immediately compelling, not just because it solved some problem, but because it had the opportunity to be a bigger solution than, you know, a lot of the other ideas that I dealt with personally, but also saw as, you know, my, in my role as being a, a part of the ecosystem. And you know what? I got really lucky by landing someone like Marlo at that early stage. Really, right. to be honest, like um, when she came up and we had that conversation, and at the end of that conversation, she was like, "You know, I would like to work on your team." Like I remember not hesitating and saying, "You know what? Welcome aboard. Let's go. Let's try to get some more people." And it wasn't until later that night I went home and we connected on LinkedIn. And I took a look at her resume credentials and I was blown away. <laughs> I'm like, how did I get lucky enough to meet her? You know, right. she's got uh, the MBA you, from Because you put Michigan. it out there. There you yeah, go. That's exactly. after that's yeah. exactly. So I saw the MBA from U of M. I saw the PhD from Wayne State. And I saw the entrepreneurship experience. I'm like, wow, this is it's perfect, right? What did Alan say? 80% of success is showing, showing up. Absolutely. Something you yeah, probably got the percent yeah. wrong. You can Google that. No, it's 80%. Is it 80%? Right. Yeah, that's right. right. But the funny thing, time. I mean, that you're absolutely right. Showing up to that event. The other 20% is Marlo showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was like the big thing for me. Like I was like so unsure about like, am I ready to go up, grab the microphone and, and tell people about this idea? So that was like, you know, that first step into like saying that, hey, I'm here and this is what I'm working on. So from Startup Weekend to now, like, what was that first step that really just started launching this whole um, production phase? When we did our final presentation, mm-hmm. we had a big glitch around mm-hmm. yeah. the, the presentation. <laughs> but what it had me say was, okay, this Startup Weekend was a great experience that I wanted to have, but this is something that should go beyond it. Yeah. You know, it was just like, you know, I, I came for the experience, but I left like, this is something that's that's a little further beyond than just having this experience. Yeah, and to add on onto that, so Startup Weekend is a great weekend for people to get together, um, hack away and create something, and then a lot of times they don't ever get back to it. It's just right. something that they did for fun, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a unique project that they normally wouldn't have, you know, the time or whatever to work on. But for, for us, it was a little bit different. You know, we really wanted to take those three days to kind of validate the business idea and to actually see, if, okay, what can we create to kind of, 
of uh, to really start something. And for us, at the end of the weekend, you know, even though we didn't win the competition, even though we went to present, our video didn't work. Okay. We honestly didn't care about that. Right. You know, it, like. We succeeded because in the end it was you know we we validated our, our business model. We actually right. got out in front of real people, real shoppers. Went to a mall. Yeah, and Found asked each them. other. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Right. And and started doing some of the work that's that's necessary. So to answer your question, Sean, about um, how we continued after the weekend, it was just about us, you know, at least recognizing that this is something that is real and it's legitimate. It's beyond. A weekend project that you know it's the it's the beginning of a of a, of a company, so uh, we got together a couple of weeks after the the event and and started from scratch really, mm-hmm. because you know we really recognized that that was a great experience, but let's take a step back and really see like how do we need to build this company right. to do it the right way. I can remember recall a lot of cold winter days and nights spent here <laughs> because it was like the coldest winter like oh, yeah, right. Right. trapped yeah. in here. yeah yeah just being like holed up here and like writing on the walls and doing the wireframes and doing all of that but like even before that you know it, we had to start from the very beginning uh, define our organization right. right create a legal entity for our company um, to actually take a step back and, and really understanding what our product does and what the business model is right. and so we start kind of set off on these various paths Mm -hmm. one of them was okay like sketching a very very rough idea of what a product should look like and I started doing that through some prototyping um, software and another thing was really really truly validating our 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 business model and Marla you want to talk a little bit about how we did that through the U of M team oh yeah so um, one of the great things about being in this entrepreneurial ecosystem is that there are a lot of resources out there that can really help Mm -hmm. and one of them is University of Michigan has this excellent like top-notch school of information they were able to help us validate our product do user experience um, testing do some uh, create a a rough kind of interaction map um, and do a lot of the initial testing that helped us to refine and actually save a lot of money on our on our app I think we got to the point where we thought we were going to create this social network that did a b c d e and then we found out from the work that they were doing that we were really grateful that they did that we needed to do like B and C really, really, really well and not waste a lot of time doing a lot of other things. And that was still wireframes at that point? It was still, you know, we did yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we did a few high fidelity prototypes yeah. with, with some of the app uh, software, but we didn't put a lot of investment into it mm-hmm. <clears throat> until we got to, um, you know, going through their entire research process. And they really just helped us out tremendously. Yeah. So Marlo and I are both uh, like strong advocates for like the lean startup methodology. Right. You know, right it tells on. you to uh, build, measure, and learn. Right. Mm-hmm. So for us, that first step of building was okay, like the rough sketch prototypes um, and the wireframes that we were kind of drawing out, um, and also just building out the the business model. And the U of M team was great because. I mean, you're talking about 20-page reports on right. customer discovery and market research. Wow. And you're talking about videotaped user testing when we got to that point. Right. So wow. this is all stuff that we, we think is like vital for startups to engage in. And we were lucky enough to get some resources at the right time for, for us to execute on that. Because like Marla was saying, um, that work and that you know research completely you know changed the way that we thought about our own product, mm-hmm. right? Like Marla was saying, like at first we drew up the wireframes to be this uh, social network similar to you know Instagram and some of the other things that are out there, 
But then, you know, our research came back, the data came back to tell us that, you know what, to solve this problem, users are just really looking for something that's more like a social tool, something right. that's a utility that's there for them to use uh, when they're in that situation and connect with their existing friends, not the public per se. And mm -hmm. I also have to say that this is something we, we just paid the users like a, a gift certificate. So we didn't, mm -hmm. we got what I think it, in terms of value was was almost incalculable for us because we didn't waste a lot of time. And also, this is something that, from a research perspective, a, a larger company would pay professionals tens of thousands of dollars to do. Mm -hmm. They did it to us with no cost. And it ultimately really impacted our timeline, impacted you know just how much resources that we had. So just, um, you know, I have to give it to the Southeast Michigan ecosystem, the entrepreneurial ecosystem to just right. have this resource available. So then now what happens? I mean, you built, you, you did the, you're doing the whole lean startup methodology, clearly. Mm -hmm. You got the MVP in the store. People can use it now. What are you gonna measure for? Where's it going? What's the, what's the model for it now moving forward? Make it as good as possible. Listen to what people are saying and making sure that, you know, this is a great app and easy for people to use. Mm -hmm. And then it's really about recruiting the experts. So it's great that your friends and your family can provide you great advice. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how to dress. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need a little bit of professional help. So really our kind of way that we make money is to recruit an expert community. People like fashion bloggers, um, personal stylists, folks out there who have been, you know, they've been living and breathing fashion for a very, very long time. And so what we're here to do is just to provide for them a place and a space to say, okay, you took this picture, you know, you had the shoe or whatever, and now we can connect that person who wants this advice mm -hmm. to someone who's able to give you a digital styling session really, really quickly. Wow. So imagine being able to say, um, you know, along with that shoe, you put a hashtag mm -hmm. on there that says men's shoes, and then maybe somebody who's an editor at GQ can give you some advice. That's a little bit more actionable than, you know, just, hey, it's great. And so we're, you know, as we're iterating and building this product, it's going to be around allowing the professionals to give you advice about you know, quality, fit, color, exactly how it looks for you. So this so, is a channel for them for content mm -hmm. marketing or another channel for publishers and things like that in the fashion I mean, world? no doubt. There's a lot of different ways that it can go. But at the, at the basic level, it's just about taking that idea of, uh, of shoppers uh, wanting feedback from the people they trust. Now that's friends and family, but it's also trust is also about people that are reputable, people that are knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And our research has found that, for example, a fashion blogger that has you know a hundred thousand followers, these are a hundred thousand people that respect and admire that individual, mm -hmm. and they trust that individual's um, feedback when it comes to fashion. So to connect those two parties, mm -hmm. right? And so for the for the fashion bloggers. These are people, or you know, experts. These are people that are constantly working on their personal brand every single day. Right. Uh, they're they're uh, marketing themselves as being experts as it is. Well, this is a way for them to convert those followers mm -hmm. into customers. Okay. Right. Because. Um, uh, you know, like I said, these are people that already respect and admire them and would want to say that, hey, look, Wendy Wynn from Wendy's Lookbook is my personal style advisor. You know, every time that I'm in a bind, I reach out to her and she gives me personalized style advice. Mm -hmm. So is, is that like for me to go on there and like recruit an expert, um, I could just do that, you know, it's, that, it's just that easy. Uh, I press a button and they're going to respond. Like what's in it for um, them? Are they going to have to respond to like... 
thousands of people or something? Sure. Well, that's a great question. And obviously feedback uh, is time oriented. So um, mm. no matter who it is, whether it's your friends or family or experts, they have to be available in order to respond to you, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the way that we're creating this expert community is that really creating, like Marla was saying, a platform for them to kind of uh, operate like like their business. So someone who is a fashion blogger, a designer, a stylist, it only takes them 30 seconds to, to style a client. For you as a shopper, you know, when you go ahead and uh, like Marla was saying, if you want to share a picture of shoes, we're going to suggest people to you based on that picture and how you tagged it. So if we suggest that editor at GQ magazine, you know, you can decide right then and there, like, okay, do I want to, uh, you know, pay a dollar to get this expert advice? Oh, okay. All so, right. So GQ becomes the customer. There you go. And the, the premium model is to ask GQ to, to style me. Absolutely. Well, and then oh, you're going to say, well, okay. what's in it for GQ or right. Wendy or any of these experts? Well, we have a revenue share program. Um, okay. After we give our cut to Apple for the in-app purchase, mm -hmm. um, the experts get 70% and then we get 30%. So it's really about you know creating a platform for them to make money, giving mm -hmm. expert advice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's and almost like you have a whole cottage industry too. Of That's what we're really looking for people. They're already out there. They're already blogging and doing these affiliate programs and all that. And they're finding that it's not making them all the money that they want to make. Mm -hmm. They've got to... Mm -hmm. Dress themselves, obviously, in the latest thing, and they've got to, you know, really put themselves out there. This is the one platform for them to mm -hmm. really effectively and efficiently use the, the talent and the style that they have to um, make money and mm -hmm. do so in a way that helps build their other businesses. This doesn't subtract from their businesses. This adds to their businesses. Add to their personal brand adds to the, you know all the things that they're doing. Yeah, and to just build on that, what Marlo was saying, so we looked at a specific example. There's uh, a blogger out there called the Barefoot Blonde, Amber Clark. And looking at the following that she's already you know been able to accumulate, um, there's about 50,000 core followers, 50,000 mm -hmm. people across the various social networks that really respect her and follow her and read her blog. Um, If you imagine that she's able to connect with and service 5% or less than her than those core followers on a monthly basis, that would require her to spend no more than five hours in a week just to communicate with and provide personalized styling to her clients. Mm -hmm. And th that five hours in a week would translate to over $2,300 in, in revenue for the month. So we're talking about, you know, an innovative revenue stream wow. for, for these professionals. Right. It's almost like you've like tried to do something here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Talk about that, that big idea. This is, I mean, we see that there's a great, great opportunity in fashion. But of course, there's a lot of other places that people want to get advice. You know, a lot of those, those places could include things like electronics. Mm -hmm. You know, all those places that people are a little hesitant, you know, they're, they're going to spend a little bit of money or whatever. And this is about making sure that that expert advice is there when you need it, where you need it. Was that expert advice part of it? Was that part of when you took that initial step back and said, what are we really building here? Did you guys say, yeah. we're building a, a way for experts, it's a platform for experts to give advice on things. Is that what you said? Did you step back and say that? or? Was it, hey, we're going to make a really cool fashion app? Yeah, you know, I, I, I remember that. I remember that conversation. Um, 
you know, obviously when you're talking about building a product and building a company, one of the things you have to address is how you're going to make money, right? right? What's the revenue model? And, you know, people are going to ask you that all the time. Um, so we really had to look at it from beyond like the, the typical answers that um, entrepreneurs give you who are building, you know, tech products, you know, like the advertising or right. affiliate program or this or that. You really have to provide something of, of, of real value. Mm -hmm. And when we... When our research showed that people want feedback from the people that they trust, mm -hmm. friends and family, and then experts, you know, reputable, knowledgeable people, um, we, we really found that therein lies the opportunity for us to, to make money as a company and bring, uh, you know, this incredible value to people who normally don't have access to it. There's, there's a lot of support. There's a lot of love here in Detroit. Absolutely. I mean, that's the reason why I'm sitting it? here right now, <laughs> right? Feel it? And, um, and, and that's awesome. Like, the number one thing that people can do is go ahead and download the app um, and, and just support us anytime you get a chance. Like, for example, right now, we're one of the finalists for Tech Cocktails. Um, hottest Detroit startup competition. Okay. Um, so you can go to tech.co tech um, and and vote for us because um, we're one of the finalists and the, and the winner gets to compete at the national level um, in October in, in Las Vegas. So things of that nature. Voting for us when when you see our name, just you know, supporting us uh, in any way you can. That love that we get from the. Uh um, ecosystem and from the community is something we really, really try to give back. And one of the ways that we want to give back and we are giving back is we're piloting a program um, that we're working with Detroit high school students okay. um, to help them understand a lot more about community engagement and social media from the professional side. I mean, some of the things that Syed noticed is that you know you have a lot of kids that are in high school that are using Instagram, they're using Twitter. But what if we help them take that knowledge and actually, you know, make it a much more professionalized situation? Right now, we're creating an internship, you know, within Snapchat, so that we've got a couple of high school students who are interested in fashion, and we're teaching them a lot more about social media and how to use it in this context. Hopefully, it'll be something that we'll be able to get um, expanded, and, and certainly something that could be um, a resource not just for our company, but for all the startups. Yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, you know, because if you think about it, like when you were in high school, like what was your high school or summer job? Right. Right. I mean, a lot of people work at Dairy Queen Taco or CBS Bell. or Taco Bell. There you go. <laughs> but um, there's nothing that's really preventing these high school kids from being able to contribute to, to startups. That's and, true. You know, Grand Circus like has some classes that are specifically for high school kids where they learn, you know, uh, basic web development. Mm -hmm. Right. We want our internship to actually be like the next step for them to learn some real digital marketing. These are kids that, like Marla was saying, they're already on you know, Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and all that all day long. They've already built up the tools to be successful at you know, some of these job functions. So our pilot program is, is, is one way for us to kind of look at this demographic and, and see like, you know, can they support the startup community? And then can the startup community support, you know, the, the, like the local high school uh, community? And that's on the website too. Uh, no, we're actually just in the planning phases of, right. of this right now. We hope to get it up and running here in the next few weeks. But um, we'll hear more about it. Absolutely. All right. So we got we got interns, we got experts, and we got the the Street so Detroit community to uh, download the app. Yeah. Go to Snapshare.co. Thanks so much for coming on the uh, Stream Detroit Demo Day. And thanks for your support.